listen to music, just relax, watch a movie and then get back to work because it is very important to not overwork yourself. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture. Because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello. My name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then From 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 185 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Polina Stanko. Polina is a Flex alumna 2020, the Flex city representative of Dnipro 2021, in English as a second language teacher and a volunteer. She did over 200 volunteering hours in the United States during her exchange year. She did track and field and was a basketball team manager. Paulina loves editing, making short films and broadcasts. She plays the piano and the guitar. 
She did rhythmic gymnastics for 10 years, and she enjoys writing short stories. Paulina, how are you today? Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Let's begin in an emotional way that feels even better. When you really want to feel alive, to enjoy the moment, to get those emotions that you really, really want, what is an activity or something or some things that you do that gives you that? I'd really like to say that I love volunteering and just helping others out. Uh, Volunteering has been my passion for a while. I started volunteering when I was 10 years old, maybe. And when I was in America, I was able to volunteer even more. And after I came back, I got so many new experiences that helped me uh, to organize my own community projects here in Ukraine. And I just maybe feel alive when I feel like I'm helping others. And uh, I also love teaching. Right now, I'm a teacher and I used to be a tutor. I used to tutor for low-income families, students that needed help. And I did it absolutely for free. I had nothing to take out of it. I just loved seeing kids sitting in front of me, if you know what I mean, and just helping them out. I still do tutor uh, kids as a part of my volunteering job. And uh, so basically everything that helps me to help others brings me so much joy. So usually it is volunteering, I'd say. Yes. And if I understood you correctly, you have been volunteering since you are 10 years old. Yes. And then when you went to the U.S., you had a lot more opportunities to volunteer, which mm-hmm. gave you experiences to create your own community projects as you returned, yes. as well as teaching, because before you were a tutor to help children from low-income families. Now you're an ESL teacher, but you still volunteer sometimes. And the commonality is helping people, that when you help people, that brings you joy, correct? Yes, that's true. Tell me about helping people. What does it mean for you and why is it meaningful? Um, I love You know, when you do something and you don't get anything in return and you just see people smiling and you realize that you could have made their day better, you know, it helps a lot because the first time I remember myself volunteering was at the orphanage house for kids with disabilities and we made a lot of scenes for them, a lot of activities and we tried to bring their mood up and when by the end of the day, I saw this kid, these kids smiling, laughing, and joy, and just uh, saying thank you. You know, it made me feel so much better. And later, I helped uh, a lot of animal shelters because I realized if I can start doing this and I can start showing people that sometimes there is very easy to make someone happy around you, if you know what I mean. So it's just making small steps, even doing very small things can make others happy around you. And when people are happy around you, they try to make other people happy around you. I don't know if that really makes sense. It's just the way I like to impact the world. 
by making people around me happy. Thank you. So it's helping people without expecting anything in return and seeing the happiness and the impact on their faces and knowing that when they are made happier and when you help them, they will in turn go and help someone else. And therefore, you multiply the effect of your volunteering and you will have more impact on this world. And that brings you joy, correct? Yes, it is true. (laughs) You spoke in very visual terms. So I'm wondering, are you a highly visual person? Yes, I am a highly visual person. 100%. Then I'm curious about the piano and the guitar. When you play it, how do you play it? Do you see the notes? Do you see something visual? Or is it more that the emotions are being played there? Or do you see yourself playing it and then you follow what you imagine? Because I don't know whether you'll be auditory when playing that those instruments since you're so highly visual. So tell me about that experience. No, honestly, if it comes to the music, I, I usually play my emotions. Just for your instance, I do not know the notes very well. I knew kind of um, very simple ones, but I never played actually looking at the notes. And sometimes people get very confused about how I do it, but I'm actually a self-learner. So I remember telling my mom that I wanted to play the piano when I was seven years old. And my parents bought me the piano and they brought me to the musical school and I actually earned a scholarship to um, study in the school. Uh, It was one of the best in Ukraine uh, and they said that I have like an excellent hearing and I came to the first lesson and after I came out of there I said no I'm not gonna it's not going to work out and later on I came back and this piano was sitting there for maybe two or three years before starting just googling videos on YouTube and looking how people play and actually trying to improvise and put it in my own chords so I basically learned the basics and later I started adding things up just watching videos putting things that I liked. I used to compose for a little, but it's not really working very good for me. So when it comes to music, I like more use my emotions. I don't actually see the notes. I just um, more improvise and I think it's coming out very well. And the same thing is with the guitar. I've been playing the guitar for two or three years now. And uh, I don't think I actually ever like looked at the actual notes. You know what I mean? Yes, and I noticed something. So you're a self-learner, whether in guitar and piano or only in the piano? Piano, only the piano. I I took the guitar lessons um, maybe six months before I went to U.S. and then I took guitar when I was in the U.S. We were learning notes and that's how I learned kind of basics. Yeah, but I'm not actually a very good in music theory. Yes, I understand. And does it mean that the emotions you feel impact your productivity and what you're in the mood for a lot? Yes, they do. Then how did you cope with an educational system or the demands of life that might require you or ask of you to do things even if you don't feel like it or have no interest? Did you find ways to motivate yourself or 
Like one of the guests I had, she said, I plan my week, but then I wait for the mood for those things that I know I will get it. So I will do it when I'm in the mood for it. But overall, I will know that over the week I will achieve those tasks, but without setting a specific time for it, because she she was a dancer and her mood was really, really important for her desire and motivation. Do you do that? Or do you force yourself or do something else? Uh, that is very true. I used to have plenty of planners. I used to use plenty of apps, but they never actually helped me to plan my day, if you know what I mean. So I used to put the tasks that I needed to do. And I kind of did the same thing. When it, can, when it comes to doing these things, I usually do them uh, when I feel like doing them. And right now, um, I can say since I'm taking a gap year, I'm not really into um, education. I'm more like self-exploring things. And right now I have work. So I know where do my classes come, uh, when I need to be ready for them. And even when I don't feel like doing anything, I still need to do it because it is my job. But when it comes to actual education, I usually like to take some time off. I need, I always need to take some time uh, and take a break uh, before doing something because when I feel overwhelmed, I'd better go for a jog. I better go to the gym, listen to music, just relax, watch a movie and then get back to work because it is very important to not overwork yourself. Yes. Very important to not overwork yourself. And you mentioned self-exploration or self-exploring. Tell me a lot more about that because that is key for life, I believe. Tell me about why, how, what it means, and what interested you in beginning this gap year journey of self-exploration. So uh, before I went on my exchange year, actually, I felt very overwhelmed. I went to school and I hated going to school. I had a good grades, but I hated going to school. I, I felt like I did not know where I want to be, what I want to do. And for me, flex was like um, an escape. It was a wonderful opportunity to go for a journey. And I worked so hard to get to this goal because I knew about Flex program since I was 10 years old. So it was a big goal. It was a big dream. And I worked very hard. And when I actually got it, I felt so overwhelmed with emotions and positivity. And I wanted to do much more. That's why I went to America. I, I volunteered a lot. I met so many new people. I bet a lot of people already talk about their exchange year and how it impacted them. So actually, when I came back, I realized that it's time to go to the university. And I saw that I will go to this university since, uh, again, I had this great plan that I felt like is not going to work after I came back from America. So I decided to take a gap year. And when I took a gap year, I decided that I will apply to international schools in America and and in order to do that, I really needed to know why I want to go back there, what I want to study, and I felt so lost. I did not know what to do, so I decided to take a gap year. 
And when I took a gap year, I again, I started volunteering even more. I started tutoring. I started teaching. I started meditating, things I never thought I would do. I started writing much more. I felt more creative. And I actually started enjoying things around me the way I did when I was in America. So right now, it's more about knowing what I want to do in the future. And I feel like taking a gap year is a very important aspect in everyone's life. And I feel like if you have a chance to take a gap year, you should definitely do it because you have so much more free time, so much more freedom to explore things, to meet new people. I wish I could travel, but right now with COVID-19, it is not really possible. But I plan some trips in the summer that I hopefully will work out. And I am so ready right now to start next year in the university and uh, start doing things that I like again, you know. And I actually missed studying because I love learning, but I needed to take a break because I love learning what actually interests me. Yes, so it is. it was a very great chance and I'm happy I was able to do it. And I tried a lot of new things. And I actually think that uh, the last two years were one of the greatest years in my life because I actually was enjoying things around me and I could explore as much as I could. Yes, you returned to that same happiness that you had in the U.S. You try things you might not have tried otherwise or you thought you wouldn't try like meditation and you recovered and increased your creativity and creative juices, correct? Yes, that's true. Tell me about your creative process. How do you get inspired? What do you do? How do you write? Is it the flow of the moment? Do you have some structures for stories you do? Do you just write morning pages? Tell me about that. The increased creativity, the sources of inspiration, and the writing and the creative process? Honestly, I'd rather not say a lot about writing because um, it's uh, something that I enjoy to do. It's one of my hobbies that kind of helped me to evolve my mindset. You know, it's the chance to reflect on the things uh, um, maybe I wanted to say, but I couldn't say, or maybe things I wanted to do, but I couldn't do for some reason. And I try to pour all of these emotions into the paper. So usually when I feel overwhelmed, I love to write. I never post what I write. I never talked a lot about the things I write. It's something more personal. It's kind of like a diary, you know, but I do write a lot when I feel overwhelmed. It's, and it's kind of my creative process is just the flow. Things I want to say, I will say, and I'm just confident that it will stay with me. You know, I heard this thing a lot. I think some someone already talked here about it, but in order to be happy and find your balance, you need to have five hobbies. And one that will make you money. Uh, I have this hobby and I love it so much. The other one is that will keep you in shape. For me, it's running, doing sports. It keeps me um, healthy and shape as well, and etc. So also the other one that will kind of keep you creative. For me, it's playing the guitar again, writing, playing the piano, 
uh, editing. I used to write small scenarios and I used to, I made a documentary on the Flex program. So it was also a very great experience. So this is something that keeps me to stay creative. And the other one that will help you to build your knowledge. It's more about, for me, it's more about reading, uh, watching documentaries, movies, and all of these hobbies kind of help me to stay balanced. And this is what I found during this year. I've tried all of the things I had a chance to and a free time to do so. So actually, when now I want to feel, when I feel creative, I have a time to be creative. I used to not have this, but right now I'm just enjoying the chance when I just can sit uh, during the night or during the day and uh, have a little time for myself for writing or for playing the piano or the guitar. Yes. And a final question about writing, or maybe not, but the penultimate maybe, <laughs> it's the, do you use a pen or a fountain pen? Uh, I usually use, I do write with pen. Yeah, I have like a big uh, notebook where I write in. I rarely use the computer. I used to write my essays for university on the computer and I did not like it. I used to write everything on paper and then translate it into computer. And do you make drawings and things like that near it since you're a highly visual person? Or it's the words that convey, help you reflect and organize your thoughts? Yeah, it's more like how I organize my thoughts. I, I hate drawing. I can't draw. I try to. I tried a lot. And I uh, I even attended classes, but I'm not. I can't draw. Yeah, that's all I can say. I'm, I'm not really into drawing. And tell me now, what is an activity that you really love to stay in shape? You mentioned running, but you did also gymnastics for a long time. And there are so many possibilities. I don't know what you could be doing. Maybe parkour or something <laughs> like that. What is something that you do enjoy? And in this current state of affairs is for you the way you keep yourself in shape? Okay. So uh, I started with running. Is that I used to hate the running. I took track and field in high school because... I hated it. I knew that every drunken session did not make me happy. I just wanted to overstep this fear of running a long distance. And I was so scared that I would be exhausted. But for some reason, after a week or so, I started liking it. I started enjoying going to the races. I used to be on the junior varsity team and I got moved to a varsity in a week, which was very surprising for me because I thought I would be awful. But when I tried it, I actually enjoyed it, uh, which was kind of different because I was, I did rhythmic gymnastics for 10 years. And for me, kind of uh, switching my sports activity into running from gymnastics was very weird. But when I, I started doing gymnastics when I was three years old and I finished when I was 13, which was actually not that long time ago. Uh, if I th if you think about that, um, the thing with gymnastics is that I feel very I felt very overwhelmed, and um, 
it, it, it was a hard sport. I always wanted to go professional. But in order to go professional, you need to, it is very expensive sport. You needed more money. Uh, and uh, I was kind of not ready to move into being professional athlete. Because I knew that if I devote all of my time into gymnastics, I would not be able to have chance to experience other things. I didn't have enough time to go to school. I didn't have enough time to meet up with my friends. And the thing about gymnastics is that you also need to keep yourself very fit. So each time before you walk into the gym, you need to check your weight. And it's also very um, mentally kind of damaging, especially for a teenage girl. Every time checking your weight, not being able to eat something uh, that you are not supposed to, you know. So gymnastics became very overwhelming and I'm actually very happy that I quit because I was able to experience other things because it did not make me really happy. But when I started doing sports for myself, like going to the gym, running, and I still love sports, it makes me much more happier than gymnastics did so what i think is that um it is very important to find something that you like and quit something that you feel like is influencing you in a toxic way because gymnastics was very toxic for me and when i started doing things for myself that i actually liked i started enjoying things around me more yes and this could be the theme of your gap year to find more of the things that you do for yourself that you love so that you're not overwhelmed because what you when you do things to live up to habit or to expectations it seems to overwhelm you and you hate it but maybe a part of you pushed you to do some things like track and field to overcome some fears but to get that level headed tranquility optimism and motivation it's about doing what you love and what your mood and passions and bliss is residing in. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, it is very true. So uh, the thing is, when I was in America, uh, we needed to read one of the books for like an English class. And I know it might sound like very cliche, but this book actually kind of changed my mindset because it was the book by Sher Cheryl Strayed called Wild. I don't know if you heard about this one, but it was like autobiography because when she felt very over overwhelmed, she kind of packed all of her stuff into this huge suitcase and she, not suitcase, but backpack, and she hiked through the Pacific Crest Tail alone, which was very dangerous and nobody thought that she would be able to do that. But I kind of saw myself because when we have when we do so much things that do not make us happy and you kind of build this huge luggage on your shoulders that's kind of starting to hurt you and when you actually go on a journey and do things that you are passionate about you kind of start to unpack because throughout this book she was kind of throwing away the stuff from her backpack that she doesn't uh, didn't need because she packed everything that she thought she would need and she couldn't even walk, she couldn't even lift it. Uh, and throughout the journey, it just got lighter and lighter. And she made even more than she thought she ever would. 
So she made of this uh, self-exploring journey. I, the things she went through is not even close that I did, but I've kind of saw myself at this point when I was reading this book because when I told you that I felt very overwhelmed and I did not know what to do and I went to America and I've kind of started to unpacking and enjoying and things around me actually because I'm not even going to lie because I was very depressed before I went there. And after I came back, I became happier than I thought. And the year went by. It's just found even more joyful things for myself. Thank you. Yes. And let's return because that is a way to help people through writing. But you said your writing isn't for publishing or anything like that. Yes, for sure. So when you help people and then you feel those people will be joyful and therefore they will help other people that increases your impact in the world correct yeah true why not definitely so why is that important for you and was there a moment or a realization that made you think wow it's important for me to leave a mark or to do something that is impactful or to be remembered or to elevate the level of happiness in the world or something like that? You see, um, there is some... I never wanted to become like a president, rich or famous or whatever to make changes. I just always wanted to be this person in my community that people could talk to because I would listen to literally everyone. I would tell every single story. I have so many stories and I have so many experiences that I would share. And if I knew that in some way I could help others with my experience, I would gladly do this. For example, coming to this podcast uh, where I could talk about literally everything is that I feel like will make others. Maybe for someone who will listen to it, they will uh, kind of take something from it. It's just making a very small impact on everything. And for example, I want to be this person in my family where I knew people could rely on me. And in future, I obviously want to do even more things. And I do want to leave a mark on this world. Maybe one day I will, I don't know, write a book that people will read. And they would be like, oh my God, that's such a great book. I would love to talk to her mean to me <laughs> to like an author or whatever but just uh, I really do want to make an impact but it doesn't mean I uh, need to have some kind of great power to do this I start very small I start from my community I think first you need to start from your family then you need to start from your community and then you go more and more and more because I'm the person who likes to take small steps, learn and progress in future. So I think it is very important to start at least somewhere in order to make some kind of positive impact and then move more and more and more further to help others. Yes, this gradual attitude, and it seemed to me maybe in piano as well, you are self-learning through YouTube videos, etc. And that is why that time I asked about guitar, but you said, no, you're not a self-learner there. But in general, do you have this gradual perspective about self-development and growth where you're not impatient, or maybe you are, or you're not a perfectionist, or maybe you are, 
where you're thinking, okay, I will do this slowly, but I will arrive and grow and enjoy the process? Or are you somewhat impatient and you're trying to manage that because it's overwhelming and it's uh, a fight between knowing that things take time and the desire for instant gratification, which is part of human instincts? Honestly, I... I am a perfectionist. I always wanted everything to be perfect. And especially it came from the sport that I used to do because I knew that I couldn't walk out of the gym be- before I finished this routine and I knew that it was perfect. And I felt so down when I was taking not the first place, but the second place and even worse when it was the third place. And I hated it, but I knew that kind of in order to be better, I need to work better all the time. But I honestly, I like to take small steps, as I said. Uh, I can say that I am an impatient person. I am more a perfectionist, and I'd rather enjoy the process and learn more about the topic before actually diving right into it. Um, so I guess I'd say that I'd rather take things a little slowly, but not too slow because the life is kind of running, and it needs to... Uh, still run fast if you know what I mean so not taking things too slowly but actually giving myself time and space to things to think and to to make enough maybe research and learn more before actually diving into things thank you and we didn't actually discuss teaching you mentioned as a volunteer Tutor, yes, you are helping families with low income and the children seeing their joy and giving them opportunities, and that is fantastic. And you spoke about how teaching is one of the ways that gives you uh, positive energy. So to you, what is meaningful, enjoyable, and the favorite thing when it comes to being a teacher? Um, first of all, I used to work a lot with uh, older people, but then later I started teaching more younger kids. And for some reason, kids are so easy to get along with. And I just love when they come to my classes and they tell about their day, when they tell about maybe their crushes or maybe they tell about their worries. And we build very... I tend to build very close relationship with my students. And in the same way, I feel like I'm helping them because when I see the texts from the parents saying, oh my God, my kid used to hate English classes, but now she likes English and she runs to her classes every day. And it just makes me smile so much. And when I see kids coming, smiling, joking, laughing, and still learning and making a progress, it's it makes me so much happier because I do teaching f- as a job and I do teaching as a volunteering activity. So both of these things make me enjoy it in a different ways, kind of, but still the same. I build very close relationships more with kids and I like when they come to me, they can speak to me, they can learn something from me. And at the same time, this is how I feel that I'm making an impact on the world throughout teaching. Yes, an impact through the world. 
to the world through teaching. And you spoke also earlier about going and applying to international universities and that your original plan for your original university, you, after returning from FLAX, decided it's not the right thing to do. Can you share more about which university was the original choice? And now, what kind of universities or what is the short list of universities you desire? And why not some university in Ukraine, like the Ukrainian-American University, for example, Concordia in Kiev, or the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko, etc.? Uh, so I started as I wanted to apply to American uh, universities, and I actually did. Uh, I made all the research by myself. I did not take part in Ukrainian Global Scholars Program. I did all the research by myself. I talked to teachers by myself. I translated documents by myself. I did all of this research, and uh, it took a long time. Uh, and it was also emotionally very hard because I put it in so much effort into this application process and I waste not wasted, I took so much time for research and actually um, I was looking for a financial aid, I needed full financial aid in order to be able to afford it and I knew that it would be very hard and I applied to over 20 schools in America and I got into three universities. Uh, and I'm going to say exactly where they are, but one in Ohio, the other one is in Florida, and one more is in New York. I got a very great scholarship, which surprised me so much. And uh, I then realized that still with these scholarships, I would not be able to attend because um, it is a very low price to for us but it is a very high price for me but at the same time when i was applying i was like okay i do not want to feel like i wasted my time i want to feel like i got this amazing experience and i could learn so much more things and especially when i was writing my essays and stuff i was finding out even more about myself and even more about the things that i want to do and I did not want to feel, again, like I wasted my time. So that's why I had the plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, and etc. So then I saw, like, okay, maybe then later I will apply to Poland universities, Polish universities. And I did apply there. I'm waiting for an answer. Uh, also, I am going to apply to Ukrainian universities, but I feel more like I most definitely likely stay in Ukraine because right now I feel like I need to stay here for a little longer and later to go on an exchange not really an exchange but Erasmus program for a couple months and later see what I can do because I feel like for another maybe two years I will stay in Ukraine because I feel like I need to stay here for some reason but very original but I plan before I came back from US was to go to Ukrainian University but then it kind of switched and I'm like okay I will try apply to American schools then it didn't really work out the way I wanted to I applied to Polish schools and I still think about it 
and I came back to my original plan, but I do not regret it because I still took this gap year and I already talked about it because it was an amazing journey for me that really made me happy and realize the things I kind of want to do in the future. Thank you. And you said you feel like staying in Ukraine. Which city is the closer to your heart? Is it maybe Kiev or Lviv or Kharkiv, Odessa or Kiev? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe staying in Dnipro. I think there is a university there. What city is the one that will match your ambitions, desires, moods, etc.? I would really like to say Kiev. Yeah, I think I will go to Kiev more than I will stay in Dnipro because Dnipro feels very small for me, to be honest. Uh, I don't feel like it's a big enough city for me, and I would really like to move to Kiev, though in the closest future. Thank you. And to begin to finish this, do you have any piece of advice or a life lesson or anything like that you can share with the listener and with yourself that maybe we often need to hear our own advice more than any other person but please share speak a little bit about that and really speak it from the heart because that is where the deepest wisdom always resides i always feel like we all become happy after we become strong especially deep inside because uh, when I was very overwhelmed and I did not know what to do and I applied to this program called Flex and I got in, I had a chance to explore. But at the same time, it wasn't that easy as it might sound because a lot of things happened when I was there. Uh, a lot of things happened when I came back that could have bring brought me down, could have bring me down, but I found myself being very strong and resistant towards all of this problem that are coming towards me because I take everything as this great experience that we receive from our life. And it is very important to find the way to cope with negative things in your life in order to become really happy. So again, you become happy after you become strong. Thank you. Paulina, it was wonderful and magical. And if people wish to follow you, to communicate with you, to know more about you, which social media are the best to do that? Uh, I would say Instagram or maybe Telegram, if uh, people would want to talk to me <laughs> a lot, I, I'd say Telegram. If they have any questions, obviously, anywhere, I'm available. Thank you very much. I wish you a great day. It was a pleasure. And thank you again, Paulina. Thank you so much for having me.